Welcome to the Success Show channel. You're listening to Table Talks with Josh Gangley. Hey everybody and welcome back to the show. You're listening to my channel, The Success Show, and this is called Table Talks. Now I'm so excited because I have a very special guest today. Her name is Dr. Christy Taylor and she is president of HECA Consulting. She's an award-winning professor with 14 years experience working in healthcare and education. To learn more about Christy, you can go to hecaconsulting.com. That's H-E-K-A consulting.com. Without further ado, let me introduce to you Dr. Christy Taylor. Hi, Christy. Hi, Josh. I'm so happy to be here today. Very excited to participate in Cable Talk um, and share my experiences. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I am honored to have you on, and I think that our listeners are going to really enjoy this segment because um, I'm impressed by all your experience and uh, all your background. So, Let's just kind of uh, dive into that. I'll give you a little bit of time here, and why don't you just kind of introduce yourself and um, tell us your history and what brings you here today. Okay, so um, I actually started working in healthcare in 2002. I'm a military veteran, and so uh, back in 2002, I went into the Air Force on active duty, and I actually had no intention of working in healthcare, but I ended up getting a job working in healthcare administration. So I was what we call a 4A or 4AO in, uh, at, on active duty for the Air Force, which is basically translate to healthcare management. And because I was already working in healthcare management at the time, I kind of just took that and turned it into a career and it truly became a passion. Um, I'm an educator, so I've been able and lucky enough to combine those two passions for people, educating and working in the field of healthcare, to kind of turn it into a career. Um, I got I, re, I went ahead and studied a bachelor's degree in human resources and business management, and I have both a master's and a PhD in health science. Uh, the master's degree focuses on health education, and the PhD is global health. So in all, uh, my experiences and background in healthcare management, um, education, and just being able to lead and focus on teams has really got me to this point. And it really is the underlying uh, thing that really moves me forward in this business of consulting and working with other people. Uh, I started healthcare consulting under the premise uh, about two years ago of helping healthcare organizations to focus on improving efficiency and processes. But as we'll discuss later on, the business really has evolved into more of a one-on-one counseling, coaching, um, resource development uh, type of um, organization that allows me to really utilize my talents and skills to best serve my clients. That is really awesome. You know, so you mentioned, you just mentioned there that your passion is people. And I think um, it's interesting you said that because when I think, when we Think about healthcare in general. I think a lot of people, or we all, tend to think about uh, the debate in healthcare and the politics that kind of go along with it. Or we think about big medical or pharmaceuticals, or we think about um, the healthcare industry. But it's interesting because to me, you know, when it all comes down to it, healthcare is really 
people. I mean, it's just real. It's people. We're, and so it's interesting that you mentioned your passion was people. And I think that explains a lot about um, why you are in this field of healthcare. So uh, I would, I'm interested to know from you, what do you think or what's your opinion on today's current um, state of healthcare? You know, that's a great question, Josh. Um, my my background really has allowed me to see both sides of what it's like to work in a medical facility and also to experience it, it as a patient. Uh, and as a health educator, I do see the consumer side. So if uh, I'm writing or developing content, uh, we'll talk about some of the books later on that we have coming out. It really is all focused on consumer-driven or patient-centered care. So... For example, when we talk about the cost of healthcare in this country, we spend up to about $3.2 trillion on healthcare. And from a global health perspective, um, the United States, we are a very you know, first world modernized country, but yet we spend more than almost any other country in the world on healthcare, but don't have the same outcomes. And what I always share with my students is that um, with the money that we spend on healthcare, so $3.2 trillion, which, are, which given the population, equates to about $10,000 per person. But yet we still have so many people who can't afford health care, um, who who have limited health care. Um, and, and with that, though, one shocking thing that I always share with my students or anybody that I'm speaking on this subject about is that 75% of the cost of health care is really directly related to chronic diseases, so things that are preventable. Mm-hmm. But I think that it also goes to show that that the issue of healthcare is is also linked to other systemic um, problems such as poverty, um, economics. I mean, just the common working person, for example, may have basic knowledge on self care, but if your budget only allows you to buy uh, certain things, the first thing you're going to do when you go to the store is you're going to get you know packaged, prepackaged food. So even something as minute as that, and how you know the way we shop, the way we care for ourselves. Um, you know, work-life balance. So even something as simple simple as that, it is linked to the overall cost of care. Because when a person, for example, the way they eat, the way they take care of themselves, that will lead to the development of chronic diseases. And again, those costs make up such a large portion of what we spend in this country. And we don't necessarily, you know, get a return on investment for what we spend because we do have a large portion of the people, of people in our country who don't. Um, have access to quality care and then on the other side of that you know um, which is what my company specializes in and working with healthcare providers you know we do we will work with companies to develop initiatives that target patients specifically but when i was looking at how what i can do as a health educator and contributor um, to this industry given my background i really have a passion when i say people i have a of passion for really working with healthcare providers because on the other side of that equation, we have the providers, and I mean the nurses, the doctors, the techs, the people that work in these facilities and keep them going. There's a shortage. Um, mm. And so that leads to, you know, burnout. And when we have providers who are overworked, underpaid, that affects the quality of care that's given to patients. So it's a, it's a 360 effect. So when you ask me, um, what do I think about uh, the state of healthcare in the United States? I think that we have uh, a lot to do, a lot of work to do. And it's not as simple as simply, you know, 
bringing down, simply saying, okay, we're going to provide affordable insurance. Uh, we saw that attempt being done with the Affordable Care Act, or some call it the Obamacare, Obama right? But it, it was a great start, but it did not necessarily address all the systemic issues that we have uh, going on in the healthcare system. So it's not just, healthcare is not just in a bubble. There are just so many factors that affect it, uh, and we have to work together as a country to address those. So again, so healthcare consulting, we try to do our part by contributing by one creating content that's educational. Uh, I've tried to write content in a manner that educates both providers and patients, but we really seek to target um, those people who are working in the healthcare industry, working with human resources departments, working with um, clients one on one, and just working with anybody in this field. One of my major clients is uh, a company that specializes in substance abuse treatment. Uh, and we do whatever we can to try to make that level of engagement and education uh, and workflow a lot easier um, for those individuals because we know that it trickles down to ultimately the patient. So if I have a nurse, and many people don't know this, but if I have a nurse who uh, who I have to replace, if I'm an HR director and I have a nurse who we have to replace, that costs about $150,000 to hire, recruit, train someone else to replace that nurse because maybe that person got burned out, they found a better position. But again, all of those administrative costs that trickle down to the patient. So I think that HIPAA Healthcare is doing what we can on our side uh, to really try to address some of those systemic issues, but everybody plays a part. Even self-care uh, is a major thing, but again, the average person who's going to work eight, 12-hour days this is not something that they always realize. I mean, who's mm. going to work a 12-hour day and then, in general, you want to come home and go to sleep? Right, right exactly. Uh, but they don't necessarily know that the importance of self-care, how this leads to those large systemic issues. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, progress to make when it comes to health care, for sure. Um, and I think that, you know, it's funny that we are a first-world country, but I think that... Um, I think we can look probably to other countries and cultures too to kind of see we can probably learn a lot from them as well is what I'm trying to say and I think that we do have progress to make and it kind, this is kind of where um, your company steps in and because you're an educator and a healthcare professional but you're also an entrepreneur and so this is kind of where healthcare consulting comes in and you have extensive and very impressive background in healthcare and education. And I'm sure that's a huge asset and advantage uh, within your company and what you have to offer. Can you share any other advantages and, and uh, anything else you're doing to help with these uh, providers and help with that training? Yeah, I think that going back to the last question that you asked me, I mean, you can see that even in the context of the answer that I gave you, that it's almost, it's 360. So mm -hmm. there's no one, uh, you know, specific way to tackle this issue. So I think that each, if you are going to work in a niche field, then you have to find your specialization. Um, just to kind of give you a, a, a little history of my company, when we started a year and a half ago, I, I was dead set on Healthy Healthcare Consulting being a uh, training and human performance improvement company. I even went back to school to learn more about human performance improvement, but um, we have really transitioned, And but I have never changed 
uh, the initial premise of my company, which is, uh, I will always say that we are a training and human performance improvement company. And the reason why is because when I initially started this, you know, I, I had a large scope and I wanted to, you know, work with human resource professionals and small businesses to develop training programs that, you know, specifically targeted healthcare providers, but there was really already a lot of that available, but there there are limited firms that specifically, their general training programs, like, um, you know, working with uh, large companies to develop your learning management systems, those things are there, but they are so limited in terms of specifically targeting the healthcare industry. And we also wanted to do things like Six Sigma process improvement, and I had all of that in place. But after a while, um, I really began to see that, you know, what my idea of process improvement, when I'm looking at, you know, applying these concepts to the healthcare industry, that is there, and there are people that are doing that. But what I saw was that we are really, in many cases, missing the people element of it uh, in terms of engaging people in this process of performance improvement. And I always place an emphasis on human performance improvement. So when you talk about companies like mine, uh, a lot of what what we've done and how we've evolved over the last year and a half really has come down to just a few things. Uh, One is, you know, provider burnout prevention, um, recruiting and engagement, and really publishing content that really um, shares the perspective of providers while educating uh, the general public. Those are some of the things that we do. It's targeted. I'm able to utilize my background and experiences in population health and global health to really provide a broad perspective on some of the things that we do. Uh, as a military veteran, uh, I'm able to incorporate those leadership aspects into um, tr- um, how we seek to develop training and um, other initiatives. So it's really just been a, a process of evolution where I've worked with companies to develop um, specific marketing campaigns. I've done uh, content development on population and world health issues. Uh, we've collaborated with organizations on various um, projects in terms of helping them to launch into the space of healthcare, with all the emphasis being placed on remaining patient centered while being people focused. Mm-hmm. And also, um, we try to, anything that we do in terms of content development, we always make sure that it's heavily steeped in research. So if you're going to get a piece of, or a public, a piece of content, or there's SEO or general publication content from me, it's always going to be backed, heavily backed by data. Uh, and I think that that is really where uh, my skills and talents come into play because I just really believe that we should be focused on engaging people, um, you know, promoting processes that implement uh, improvement and efficiency, but we also have to back that up by data. And so I've definitely evolved from when we first started. We've scaled down a lot, but having the opportunity to work one-on-one with companies and share expertise and having the flexibility to sh- where you can basically come to me with any type of project uh, and I can just kind of assess, hey, here's where I can, here's where we can do to help you. Here's what I can do. Here's my expertise, subject matter expertise consulting um, has really been beneficial um, to helping this company to grow and really kind of carve out a, um, you know, a reputation for itself as being that go-to provider for um, 
as subject matter expertise consulting because it's a combination of not only having the knowledge of how healthcare works in a global health and population health perspective, but also that HR and leadership perspective. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I like the direction you're headed. I really think that uh, you're doing amazing, awesome things. And we're going to hear more from you. We're going to take a quick break here. If you're just joining everyone, we're listening to Dr. Christy Taylor on the show right now, president of HECA Consulting. And for more information, head over right now to hecaconsulting.com. That's H-E-K-A consulting.com. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Dr. Christy Taylor. Hey everyone, just a quick break right here, and I want to remind you that my best-selling book on Amazon, The Seven Principles of Success, is available exclusively there right on Amazon. There's the ebook version for only 99 cents and the print version for just $4.99. It's an amazing book, jam-packed with powerful principles, determined and bound to help you succeed in all areas of your life. I recommend this book to anyone and everyone. It's great for the entrepreneurs out there. It's great for those who want to find out how I overcame uh, obstacles and challenges in my life and moved on and turned them into positives. And it's worked wonders in my life, these seven principles. I know they're going to work great for you. So head over there to Amazon.com. And just uh, look for my book, The Seven Principles of Success by Joshua S. Kangley. You won't regret it. It's an easy read. won't take you too long, but it's jam-packed with these powerful principles that are going to help you succeed in all areas of your life. Also, just a quick reminder, my new book is out, Yes, You Can Go for Achieving Your Dreams, and that's available exclusively through me. And I'm also offering a deal right now where if you buy that book for just $20, I'm throwing in my bestseller book. The Seven Principles of Success, absolutely free. So go ahead and email me, josh at hello, my name is josh.com. Let me know you're interested in that deal, and I will get you hooked up, and it will be sent to you for free. Uh, Also, just uh, stay tuned. We have some amazing guests coming up uh, this month, so stay tuned on my show. Thank you for listening. We're going to head back over and hear more from Dr. Christy Taylor. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. We are listening and talking with Dr. Christy Taylor. She is the president of HECA Consulting again, award-winning professor with 14 years experience working in healthcare and education. For more information, go to hecaconsulting.com. That's H-E-K-A consulting.com. Christy, thanks for being on the show again. Uh, So far, it's an amazing uh, experience just hearing all your um, knowledge and expertise in this specific field. Um, I'd like to kind of hear more about the business side of things and your entrepreneurship and maybe we can talk uh, to the audience about some of the challenges of opening and starting businesses from the ground up 
um, these, you know, I love to talk with innovators like yourself and these, these leaders. So what can you share with us? Any kind of um, challenges you, you have experienced um, starting a business? Oh, Josh, thanks. And I'm, again, I'm glad to be a part of the show today because, you know, earlier I mentioned about the evolution of HECA Healthcare Consulting and how we have evolved. You know, when I started this, I had, you know, a big vision in mind, and that vision is still there. But again, that vision wasn't necessarily focusing on how I could utilize and leverage my talents and skills um, to really do what I think is best to help people. The company has always stood on these four principles. We emphasize performance consulting, talent development, industry research, and workshops and training. So luckily, uh, being flexible. So one piece of advice that I would give is, you know, always be flexible. So openly, luckily enough, you know, I was, although I was dead set on getting this company started and getting us to a certain level, I was also open-minded and flexible. And really over the past year and a half, what it has evolved into are some key services that I work with clients with, and I'll talk about those, that still fall into those four core areas of performance consulting, talent development, industry research and workshops and training. So I have clients on a global scale for one, for example, I have a client in Australia who I've worked closely with to develop uh, her training programs and I'm utilizing and applying my subject expertise research and we go through this and we approach it together. Um, um, I also work with, I said one of my biggest clients is um, a substance abuse center and we do things, I do everything from providing subject matter expertise consulting with them to uh, conducting research with, you know, so that, that they can have publication, publications, uh, helping with marketing material and uh, kind of giving advice on, you know, who sh- we should bring in to kind of get things a little bit more streamlined and processes put in place. And then recently we added recruiting because um, I'm also a contributing writer to the Huffington Post, and I had an article that went viral about a year ago that focused on provider burnout um, prevention, and we're going to be doing a lot of things uh, centered around that in the near future, hopefully sometime this year. But even though we have that uh, as one of our segments, talent development, I was so focused on the training piece when we got started that there were some pieces that I could have been doing that I now incorporate into the business. So we've just added recruiting. And so if you look at the niche services that we offer, such as resume writing and cover letter development, career coaching, uh, recruiting, research and content development, workshops and trainings, all of this falls into line in alignment with what we init- our initial goal, which was kind of to offer a full scope of services but it's just a little bit more targeted and the processes are a little bit more streamlined. So in terms of the challenges that I have faced, I would say that I was my biggest challenge because uh, I really, you know, I was dead set on being too big, too fast. But once Mm -hmm. I kind of took a a step back and said, okay, what are my skills? What are my, what is my knowledge, my abilities, and how can I really uh, contribute best to the field of healthcare? using the skills and talents that I already have in alignment with bringing people onto my team who could also help to expand that, I was able to kind of rebuild this business 
uh, and two, something that is successful that I'm, you know, strategically becoming known for. I mean, there are very limited practices out there who can, one, provide you with a full scope of services in terms of the research and marketing support, but also on the other end of that, work with providers one-on-one to really, you know, try to address those underlying root cause issues such as burnout uh, and talent development. So I think that we are evolving, we are continuing to evolve, um, and we will, you know, take away and add services based on what we deem best that still falls into that uh, initial scope of performance consulting, talent development, industry research, workshops, training, and development. Mm -hmm. Um, So the best advice that I can give to any business owner or somebody who is new to entrepreneurship is to, one, assess your talents and skills and what you're passionate about. Um, When you're doing a business, especially if it's going to be consulting, you need to make sure that you are passionate about what you're doing because it's going to translate to clients. And two, be open-minded and flexible. Uh, I think that there's a statistic out there that that talks about, you know, 95% of small businesses failing within the first five years. If you want to stop that from happening, you have to be flexible and you have to be open-minded about um, services that you offer based on client demands and what there really is a need for. Absolutely. Uh, in your field. You know, I think that's so true. That's one of the huge, and you mentioned it too, you know, as entrepreneurs and business owners, we ourselves can be the biggest uh, challenge, the biggest hindrance in the process. And like you said, uh, business, it's always evolving. It's always changing. And if you're not flexible um, and not willing to, like you said, do an assessment, that's very, very important. And the fact that you do that just shows how keen and in tune you are to what you're doing because that's important. There's times when you have to take that step and back and reassess the situation and evolve with the business. And so those are very, very important key points. You also mentioned having a vision, which is, I think that's, you have to have the vision, but I think you also have to know that uh, to be able to navigate it, the goal, the, um, the goal, the uh, plans might change, like things are going to change and things are going to evolve, but that vision stays the same. And it's just about navigating and getting there. So I think you wrap that up. Uh, phenomenally I think uh, you hit it right in the head Um, so uh, what do you think in terms of brand recognition what's the importance um, of creating your personal brand so you know one of the things I was telling a friend the other day uh, when you and and this is why I feel like it's so important to share these experiences Um, when you are starting out in a business you have to be willing to one make that personal sacrifice And as I just mentioned, you know, be willing to evolve and be flexible. But one thing about my company is that this initial, there have been a few updates, but these initial things that we started with as part of our core values, like focusing on healthcare quality, service integrity, leadership, and offering services that are based on a partnership uh, type of uh, commitment when we engage with clients. And then those four core areas of performance, consulting, talent development, industry research, workshops, and training, that has never changed. That has, that has never changed. And I think that as we evolve or if, you, if you're if you an entrepreneur and as you continue to evolve and you know what your vision and mission is, you build your brand based on um, those concepts. And again, by applying your strengths and utilizing your talents, and, that, and I'm specifically really speaking to the 
the realm of consulting because you can always bring in if you have an understanding of what your strengths and weaknesses are you can bring in a team of people that can support your strengths um and and that can enhance your weaknesses mm-hmm. so if you one you don't have to go at it alone but part of your personal brand is building on your core values and whatever that vision and mission and statement are because you're going to be known uh for those you know services and tap those things that you're offering that you're able to offer clients that are specific to you and when i'm working with clients one-on-one for example even when it comes to something as simple as resume writing i tell them that this is your resume your cover letter it represents your personal brand even as individuals we know that there's a shortage of providers we know that there's high demand for healthcare workers but even still your personal brand as an individual uh, is translated to who you are on paper so in a business we're always careful uh so in that same manner you know from an entrepreneur standpoint as a business we we try to communicate our core values clear we communicate our services clearly. We communicate um, our niche expertise clearly because all of that is part of the personal brand. And even I, as you know, Dr. Christy Taylor, that and being a professor and an educator, that has to translate or be incorporated into my business model because that's what I'm known for. Mm-hmm. And when you get when I start talking about you know healthcare and people and um, education. I think that my passion, my passion for people and educating and empowering and supporting that comes through uh, in my communication, how I engage with clients, and that is all a part of my personal brand. So you have to be passionate, committed, and you have to have a clear understanding of what your personal mission is and your own core values because image, you know, that all becomes a part of your image. Absolutely. That is great advice for all you entrepreneurs out there. Um, in terms of the future and current projects, uh, what do you have going on right now? I, I know that you have a book or two coming out or already out. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, again, we are seeking to hit all of these core areas, you know, again, in alignment with our um, our overall our overall niche. And we are still focusing on, you know, that one-on-one engagement and career coaching and provider burnout solutions, provider burnout prevention solutions that go beyond simply, uh, you know, the the rhetoric of less, you know, here's some steps for provider burnout prevention. We really seek to address the whole gamut or scope of this conversation about healthcare from a systemic perspective based on the talents and skills that we have. So, uh, in a, in a, from that, we have an academy, the HECA Healthcare Academy, which again, we will uh, we will be launching courses that educate and empower people. Uh, we're going to launch a burnout prevention facilitation course. We're going to also come out with two books under HECA Healthcare Publishing. Those two books will be free. One is a children's book. And when we talk, the very first question you asked me um was about what do I think about the state of healthcare yes. currently? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be publishing a children's book that really it's a simple book um, that is based on my uh, father's experience battling cancer. But what I'm hoping 
uh, through this book is that it sends a message to people that there are everyday people, everyday Americans who are out here working hard um, and um, who are still dealing with even with even being covered by insurance. They are still dealing with this excessive cost of health care. So uh, the book is going to be titled Mia Makes Lemonade, a healthcare story. And it's about a little girl who, who just who's seeking to really understand this system, but it kind of shows the experience of um, what's going on systematically in healthcare in the United States from the perspective of a child. And mm-hmm. my goal is that by sharing it from the perspective of a child and through a childlike innocence, it will really help people to understand uh, some of the issues that we're facing. And I'm also hoping to provide some basic education. So that'll be published um, sometime this year. Um, we're working with an illustrator now to kind of finish it up and get the editing done. And that'll be free. Um, we're also going to offer another free book, and this is going to be for healthcare organizations, again, with that emphasis placed on how we can engage people, providers, and promote teamwork because it all it all trickles down to the patient. So you can see that we're really diverse in how we seek to address the issue, but it all comes back to um, utilizing the talent and skills that we have as a team to um, have a 360 approach. Mm-hmm. So on the health of healthcare publishing, we're going to re- be releasing another book, a guide to mentoring healthcare teams towards a culture of quality. This has been in the works for some time. It's just a simple guidebook. We're going to develop some training around that that really promotes innovation, leadership, and teamwork. Because um, part of again, what we offer are services that seek to engage people, promote leadership, build teams, build networks while developing. Uh, people who work in this industry professionally. So it all falls under that whole talent development umbrella. And the, and the last thing that we're going to do is that, and this has been in the works for uh, really since the beginning of the company, under the academy, in addition to the burnout prevention uh, facilitate, tra- facilitator training that we're going to offer, we're going to offer um, training on implementing Kaizen or one step at a time pro- approaches to uh, improving processes uh, in healthcare organizations because um, the Kaizen methodology is something that I wholeheartedly believe in. Um, in terms of a you know change is one step at a time. We're going to be discussing how we can you know change people's lives, how we do, how we can change um, the way that we work and the way that we think through uh, this Kaizen approach. So all of that content. Um, and materials and things that we're going to be releasing. It's just a part of this ideology that we don't have to be, you know, you don't necessarily have to walk a straight and narrow path, but if you have uh, this this expertise, it can be shared in a myriad of ways to really work to improve and to address systemic issues. So there'll be a lot coming from us um, over the next few months. That's awesome. It sounds like a very holistic approach from what I'm hearing uh, from you, and I think that uh, is key right there. Um, where now your website, hecaconsulting.com, is that where we could find these books uh, and these publications? And is also is that also where we can find that article you mentioned on uh, the Huffington Post? Okay, so um, once we do, so it, so once we do release the books, they'll be available on Amazon, and we will have to that on the website. There's currently no information available on the website specifically regarding the books. We took it down because we wanted to do some updates, Uh, but they will be available. Um, If you are interested in learning more, you can just join our email list because as time gets closer to release, 
we will start to send out emails, start to do promotions about those two books. More than likely, the children's book will be released first, and then we will uh, be having subsequent releases. Of course, a lot of this material we want to make available free because I think I think it's obvious there that, as you said, it's holistic education, but mm-hmm. there's a combining of my my own passions for education and empowering people. Um, and as far as the Huffington Post, you can literally Google my name. I don't always link my Huffington Post blog um, to my business because it is separate, but you can just kind of look, Google my name, uh, Dr. Christy Taylor, Huffington Post, and some of the articles that I've written for the Post will, will easily pop up. Okay. Um, because I want, I think that the Huffington Post allows me to have a different platform where I can express a variety of um, opinions and perspectives. But I do use the content that I research uh, for writing for the Huffington Post to drive some of my business initiatives, if that makes sense. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great outlet. And like you said, it gives you a different platform um, to share those, uh, the other side of things. And I think that's awesome. So definitely, uh, we'll check that out. We'll research your name in the Google, uh, and we will definitely look at that article. And then, uh, like she said, guys, everyone head over to heckyconsulting.com and sign up for the email there so you can get those notifications when those books do come out. Um, to wrap things up here, it's been an incredible conversation with you, Dr. Christie, I have to say. And to, so the first question, yes, it was, what is the current state? I'd like to know your opinion now on the f- future. What does the future hold, in your opinion, for healthcare? And I know you've talked about some things that HECA Consulting is doing, but what else or how does HECA Consulting play into the future as well? I think Hilker Consult, Hilker, 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 my company, Hilker Healthcare Consulting, really has been, you know, that we are more of, in terms of contributing to the research and talent development, we, we're, we are more of that, that kind of behind-the-scenes organizations, like a lot of the content that we research and publish, you don't necessarily see my name attached to it. But, um, and that's just with any organization that's producing content and research, you don't always see our names attached to that information, but being able to support these companies who are really trying to, you know, challenge the status quo when it comes to um, this industry, we are right there behind them and supporting them. So again, we have those four pillars for which we do business, but we have really, if a client comes to us and we're able to provide them with support for a specific service, even when it comes to marketing, I mean, to get those statistics and go through data, Somebody has to be there to pull that information in and kind of make sure and verify that their research is correct. And that's kind of what we do. Well, when we talk about the future of healthcare, I think that um, as we seek to try to find more cost-effective ways of you know providing pay, um, cost-effective ways of providing patient-centered care, you're going to see a lot of incorporation of technology. Like for example, I know that there are some companies out there, and I'm actually I've been recruiting for a company um, that wants to offer telehealth services to provider um, for patients and it just so think about this you may not even have insurance but you're able to get access to telemedicine meaning that you can pay just a copay of 25 30 dollars and go online speak to a provider and still get um, get a diagnosis and get access to medications but I think that those things are coming and I think that in the future we'll also we will also see um, uh, politicians actually move to address some of those systemic issues um, when it comes to bringing down the cost of health care. I do think that, that there is that there that 
particular issue is a long way off, but there are so many things that we can do uh, from an individual standpoint if we, of those of us who are working in the field of healthcare, can seek uh, strategic ways to really engage patients more and focus on education and um, what people can do at home to promote self-care. I really would like to see more of that, and I think that that's going to be a big part of the future um, in terms of how we can address the systemic issues. Mm-hmm. Do you th- would you say it's a pretty positive outlook then for the future of healthcare? I think that the um, I think that more immediately we'll see the incorporation of technologies, which which can lead to a more positive outcome. But th- but again, it's not just a one uh, it's not just a one way approach. So we can incorporate technologies, but we're going to have to have you know more engagement of patients, education, and promotion of self care. And I think that if you combine those two things with self care and how we engage patients, that patient-centered care and incorporating technology, you're going to start to see some immediate changes. Um, I do think in the long term, um, politicians will seek to address those issues, but I can't necessarily say that that's a priority right now at this moment. But if we do those two things, you know, we we focus on patient engagement and patient-centered care, self-care and education as a form of preventative care, and then we combine that with accessible technology, like uh, affordable models like telemedicine, you're going to start to see some changes. Um, I don't know how much of a major shift that it will cause, but it, you will definitely see some changes in how we do um, business as a healthcare industry. Mm-hmm. One last question. I'd like to just to kind of get into the, the mindset of uh, leaders like yourself and innovators. And uh, my question is, what motivates Dr. Christy Taylor? What motivates you in all that you're doing and have done and what, where do you find your motivation and uh, what what can you share with us about that? What motivates me is that, I, again, I have a passion for people, but I also see the big picture uh, of what we do. So kind of just like, again, going back to that first question that she asked me about, you know, the overall scope of healthcare. I mean, you can see within my business, it's kind of hard for me to really nail it down to, you know, here's a specific set of services that we offer because it's so it's so flexible you know we engage and we can offer a variety of things but i just think that the little minute things that we do whether i'm writing a resume and working with a client one-on-one or i'm working on a piece of content and and developing research i know that that has uh, systemic uh, effects on the long-term process of improving the state of healthcare in this country so i see the bigger picture and that's what keeps me motivated i know that the small things that we do as a team they have a big impact in the future i mean it could be placing you know from the recruiting aspect and talent development it could be placing the right doctor in the right organization that steps in and saves a patient's life it could be publishing um in content or or doing research marketing research for a provider who an organization that really is seeking to change the way that we do business in healthcare. So I, so staying focused on the bigger picture and how your business contributes to the bigger picture in alignment with your passion, it really is something that can motivate. I believe is can be serve as a motivational tool for entrepreneurs. Absolutely, that's amazing, Christy. Thank you so much for being on the show. I, it's a blessing and honor to have you on and talk with you. Um, and again, just thank you so much for being on the show. Everyone, please check out HekaConsulting.com. That's H-E-K-A Consulting.com. And we'll all be looking forward to your uh, future books and publications and everything else that you are doing, Christy. Thank you so much.
Thank you. And you have a great day, Doc. You too. Thank you very, very much. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in and listening to Table Talks today. What a wonderful guest Dr. Christy Taylor was. Um, as you heard, extensive knowledge and unbelievable uh, history in healthcare and education. And I hope that we're all able to learn something about uh, today's state of healthcare and the future as well. And everything that she's doing to play her part and to help out. And uh, that's where HeccaConsulting.com plays. So please uh, head over there to learn more about Christy. Uh, that's, again, H-E-K-A Consulting.com. And sign up for her email so that you can get notifications on her books. Uh, Maya Makes Lemonade will be coming out and all of her other publications to follow. It's going to be uh, very exciting um, for her. Also, uh, I'm curious also to read that Huffington Post article. So... Uh, along with me, I encourage you to go ahead and Google her name, uh, Dr. Chrissy Taylor, again, to learn more about her and what she's doing. She's someone I think that you guys need to know about. That's why I had her on the show today with Table Talks, and uh, she's clearly a leader and innovator in that field. So, And what a great, what a blessing to have her in that field, as she, she seems like exactly someone who we need uh, in healthcare in today's uh, situation, as we all know. So again, guys, thank you for tuning in and just being a part of this show. I can't thank you enough. So uh, with that said, please stay tuned for our future shows. We have some more amazing guests coming up down the line in February, and I will definitely uh, notify you and keep you updated of future guests as well. So with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening. Be good out there. God bless and take care.